When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The Neverland Podcast 003. Up to Neverland. Take the start of the right and stay until morning. Good day to you. This is once again Jeremy, your host, as always. And grab your nearest pixie, sprinkle a little dust, and fly with me off to Neverland one more time. Now, we've been having a good old time this month because it is Christmas time. And so we are going to continue that theme. We're going to continue with our Christmas theme. And if you remember from last week, I did ask for a few of you to, to perhaps share some stories, if you had some, about being in a Christmas pageant when you were a child. And so we are going to talk about Christmas pageants, which is a time-honored Christmas tra tradition. Uh, I would like, also like to take this opportunity to remind you to visit our website, NeverlandPodcast.com. You can find, with each show note, you can find links to any song that I play, I will, well, provided I can find a link, but you can find a way to purchase a song through iTunes, and when you do that, you are helping to support the show, and I do appreciate it, and I hope you've been coming along on this short journey with us and been enjoying it every week. Please feel free to let me know what you think about the show. You can email me to podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. Find me on Facebook, The Neverland Podcast, facebook.com, obviously, and on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. begin to dim The congregation is waiting for the show to begin The director tells me everything will be fine But I wish I had more time to learn my lines Down the aisle come shepherds at the start Looks like there was a sale on bathrobes at Walmart Next come the wise men causing quite a stir One just can't stop sneezing, allergic to
backstage with ice packs on their wings. While Joe and Mary come down the aisle, Gary and the King of Kings. Our drama teacher plays Mary, she's 43 years old. Her assistant is Joseph, he does what he's told. And our Jesus is little Sydney, we just call him Sid. This year we used a real baby, last year it was Cabbage Patch Kid. Whoever wrote, no crying he makes, they never met this boy. It's so hard to imagine Jesus holding on to a Star Wars toy. We decided to use real animals this year. Camels, donkeys, cows, and sheep, and the janitors filled with fear. The room got rather pungent, some folks were turning green. And I don't recall a guy with a shovel in the manger scene. We're putting on a play. But we're all filled with Christmas cheer We're putting on a play On our knees and thank the Lord That it only happens once a year rang through the hall The congregation stood on its feet as we took our curtain call On stage we all danced around, jumped up and down with glee Then we broke right through a thin layer of plywood into the baptistry We're putting on a play It may not be professional But we're all filled with Christmas cheer Without further ado, I have a special guest who is probably not for the last time going to be on here talking about nerdy things. Because we are who we are. We are we are the biggest kids I know. And that's what this show is about. But let me introduce you to Phil. Hello, how you doing? That is Phil. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great intro, wasn't it? Uh, hello, how you doing? <laughs> that's me. Look, this is Phil. Hi. I'm Phil. That's Phil. <laughs> So anyway, so Phil and I, we went to the same church, uh, grow, grew up together, where his father was a pastor, and so we got to do a lot of Christmas pageants together. So we're going to kind of talk about the, our memories of doing it and the wacky things. <laughs> we have a pretty good story, that we have to be careful how we phrase it, probably, because this is this is a family-friendly show. PG. <laughs> I actually, I try to be as G as I can, but there might be a few PG songs I pick out for... Uh, uh, an upcoming show. Uh, well, I'm going to have still something post Christmas because you know that 12 days of Christmas kind of thing. Uh, we're going to have a special program. We're going to. I got a lot of different varieties of the 12 days of Christmas, uh, and you know there is mention of uh, 
buying alcohol and cigarettes as a great gift for Christmas. And so if anybody's <laughs> going to be offended next week, there you go. Okay, just to, just to get that over the way. But if you don't mind your kids hearing that sort of thing, uh, that's fine. But if you want to, I'll warn you, and you can skip ahead like five minutes next week. But that's next week. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, focus. So this week, all right, now, you know, I don't recall much doing any pageants until um, your church kind of joined into where my old building was, and I don't even know what happened to the old pastor I had, but I don't think we really ever did anything before. But then you guys came in, and it's like every Sunday school class had to have their own program, and then of course a nativity, which is the typical thing. Well, before we ever joined in together, you guys went to the Maple Park Garden Bible Church, yep, and we went to the Moment of Truth Baptist Church, and we we're both very small churches. Your pastor had had some uh, health issues and eventually had to retire. I had to do the research on this a couple of years ago on all this. Uh, but he had to retire, and we were basically not drying up. We were had a lot of people, but it was just a small little room. There was nowhere to go. So we always try to have programs at our church, and a lot of times each class would try to have something, and uh, uh, it was always a lot of fun. But really, until we got to go and join with you all and became the Maple excuse me, the Moment of Truth uh, Bible, Bible Church. Well, it was Bible Church. <laughs> I mean, that was Bible Church, yeah, for, then we became Bible Baptist. The Bible Baptist, yeah, when we got the New York building. But anyway, yeah, when we did that, yeah. we didn't have a lot of room to be doing those shows. So when we first started, my aunt, you remember her, Aunt LaDonna? Oh, yes. LaDonna Alexander. She would well, make puppets We're trying to things. get last names, but that's okay. Oh, sorry. Well, she, <laughs> she would do all sorts of... Uh, Nice little puppets, and we'd have nice puppet shows doing some of the nativity things, stuff yeah. like that. I remember, I don't think this was part of Christmas, or but there was one year she was doing a Daniel in the Lion's Den yep. with these puppets, and she had the two lions. It was so cute. I don't know why it's stuck in my head, but when Daniel gets thrown and she's a little lion, she goes, oh, I'm not going to eat them. No, God will get either. really mad. Mm, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute. Yeah. Well, it's one of those, I don't know if it translates well when I'm telling people on here, but it was really cute when you saw it. It was very Jim Henson like. Yes, it was, because she made some of the funnest little puppets. Yeah, she did. She had a way of uh, real personalizing, really personalizing these shows. So we did a lot of that. One of my favorite memories, though, we, I'm sure this is one you're going to mention, but uh -huh. uh, one of my favorite memories is uh, whenever I was 11 years old, um, we did this thing called the Christian's Christmas Carol. Yeah, we kind of got bored or with doing was, the nativity the same way every time. So yeah, maybe I was 12. I'm trying to remember what year. Oh, it was but a long time the, ago. The first time, I and I wrote it, I wrote it all out, and I still did teach it once in a while. But uh, it was called The Christian's Christmas Carol. I played Bob Cratchit on the first one. And uh, we had some other fella who was just visiting for a while who played Scrooge. But my favorite memory of that one <laughs> was that go. Jeremy played Tiny Tim. And I was tall, skinny, weird, wiry kid at the time. I was, you know, I was skeletal. <laughs> well, I, what, I, what I cracked me up was I had no idea how you're going to be dressed and can your turn to come yeah, out. Because it said in the script to come out in pajamas and what I was wearing for pajamas at the time because it was cold was a pair of white long johns. <laughs> he comes walking out and the whole church bursted out in laughter. It was great. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> Memorable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it was pretty much like I came out wearing white tights, man. I was... <laughs> the, the next year, I liked even more, I have pictures of still, was whenever I played Scrooge, you played Bob, and yeah. uh, John played it several roles. Marvel. Yeah. He was always Christmas a great Press. Marley. Yeah. Uh, and he was, he was Mar uh, Marley. I'm going to say not Marvel. He's Marley. And then he was uh, uh, the Christmas present. He was wrapped like a giant present. <laughs> and this is before I saw any, saw that anywhere else. Like any kind of Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Like yeah. that. They do have that. But yeah. at the time, we hadn't seen that yet. It was really cute. <laughs> was it the first year we did it that your grandpa was Scrooge? 
No, uh, just a young man who was visiting was. Oh, because I, I keep thinking he, what your grandpa played Scrooge one time. Well, what my grandpa did was for me. Uh, I I was uh, planning on making a kind of a half animated thing about it, and I had my grandpa record the voice of Scrooge. So oh. I still have it. I still have his voice of Scrooge. Cool. Uh, and if I ever use it someday, I'm hoping to someday be able to. I may may use at least bits of it because you know. I don't know if I'll change the script around. It's possible to go to someone who's in heaven and say, "Hey, can you do this new script?" <laughs> sure. But, but, yeah, but part because of, what... of that, I always draw my I, when I draw Scrooge, I always put a little hints of my grandfather. Yeah, just a little. Yeah. Well, that the the main thing was, was fun with Christmas Christmas Carol is when we did the Ghost of Christmas Past, we could still do our nativity mm-hmm. show. We just do we it when we visit the past because we went for years where we just we'd have a nativity and basically <laughs> when you get up there. You get in whatever pose, and I was I was a shepherd for years. Oh, me but, too. Yeah, but we'd get into whatever kind of pose, and whoever was the angel would have to stick their arms out, and then they'd stop so everybody could sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and we're all trying to freeze and hold that position while they all sing. When you're little, it's hard to stay still. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was awful. But uh, I remember the, probably one of the more fun times I had is when uh, you, me, and Seth were the three wise guys, as we said it. Yeah. We were the wise men and everything. And the, the fun part is... Um, uh, well, see, my so grandma, <laughs> <laughs> my grandma had uh, this outfit that uh, she had made. I think back even with my uncle Wayne when he was doing these kind of things as a kid, but it had like a complete outfit and everything, uh, with uh, like the whole tunic and the robes. And so it was always fun to wear that and everything. But we were like hanging in back, and I I do a lot of acting kind of stuff. And if you ever see me like backstage, I, I tend to work up energy because I, I I get excited to do stuff. My wedding was crazy like this. I remember. You remember that. <laughs> And it's because I get excited, so I'm working up, and it's it's what I like to call performance energy. You're hulking out. That's it's that's right. right. And then, but I like when I get there on stage, I'm like focused and everything. But it was like I, you know, I feel like I kind of almost half rushed just because I can't remember who was walking in front. But I was like, yes, we're going down. Here we go. You know, I get up there, I'm like a ball of going. And <laughs> so it was fun, and everything. The three of us getting to be kind of knuckleheads backstage. Certainly. And before we <laughs> came marching out. But uh, I oh golly I remember the, uh, the the most painful year that we we did nativity. <laughs> well, because my knees have always been kind of a pain in the neck. I'd never actually learned to crawl when I was a baby because it hurt my knees. So I scooted. Uh, <laughs> I've never been able to get down on my knees for long because I, it's excruciating for me. I don't know why, but it's it's really bad. But uh, uh, there was one year I was Joseph and your sister was Mary. And so I had for the entire show, because we came down first, obviously, and then everybody had to visit us, yeah. and I was supposed to be sitting on my knees. I was in agony. Now I lost my train of thought. But yeah, so we've done like the nativities for years, so the Christmas Christmas Carol really gave us that chance to branch away mm-hmm. and still do a nativity. And I don't know if you remember this one, but what I remember was my first year as a Sunday school teacher, and I was like a, a I'm thinking I was a junior at the time. I was a junior in high school. Uh... I had been teaching for several years, helping Miss Roberson. Mm-hmm. You remember her? Oh yes. And she was she was outstanding. I, I yeah. love that woman. But anyway, uh, so we were, I was doing my first year, and I had you come to assist me in the program. And I dressed like now. Don't ask me why I did this, except for the fact that I was teaching at the time for Sunday school. That is, I was teaching preschoolers. So, what do kids connect with Christmas? Is Santa Claus, and. Uh, and I've always taught about Santa because I love Santa Claus. What you know, you can still love Santa and love Jesus Christ more. <laughs> right. So what we did was we got all the kids around. I was dressed like Santa, and Jeremy was dressed like an elf. Yep. Which was a perfect, was really perfect at the time. Oh yeah. And we it got together fun. and we sang with the kids. And what I love was in front of the whole church, 
the kids were blowing out the candles on little cupcakes. You remember? Yeah, and we had a birthday for Jesus. Yeah, there, we had a little birthday party for everyone. I thought that was so cute. Yeah, I remember doing that. And we, dang, what song did we sing? We sang a song together. We we sang a. Uh, we came in. We sang a couple of them. We sang mm-hmm. Happy Birthday and all, and we came into it. And so I offer you this simple, simple prayer. prayer. Him. One to ninety four kids from one to ninety two. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, we, we basically was singing about Jesus with that tune. Right. We. I knew you'd like done some rework yeah. for it. Oh, do you remember one year? Because uh, we, you know, we, the Sunday school classes had to do separate things. Um, to him who died for me and you. That's what it was. To him who died for me and you. Yeah. But uh, uh must have been my sophomore year for junior year. Well, I don't. Maybe it was my sophomore year. Uh, I had tried to say, okay, well, we need to update the, the, the Christian's Christmas Carol, but we weren't doing anything collectively anymore. Each Sunday school class had to do their own thing. And so I had spent all this time writing up a script called The Christmas Avenger. Oh, there you go. Where I had, like, a Scrooge-type character, but instead of meeting three ghosts, he was going to meet this goofball superhero. And you actually made me the uh, the thing to kind of wear for yeah. the costume, because I had, like, a mask with a Santa hat, and then you'd drawn <laughs> up the little thing. But I had this big, elaborate script, and then your mom was the Sunday school teacher, and we were so short on Cassid that all we really had is your your sister being the mean person and coming across me. I looked like I was a bum. I was just sitting there in the corner like a that. bum. And I stood up and I, I never, was teaching her the real meaning of Christmas. I never understood the, the that story. I remember watching it because I wasn't in your class uh-huh. at the time. I remember watching it and thinking, what is this? <laughs> yeah, it did not come around to me because I had this grandiose story and this well-written thing. I wish I still had the script I wrote. <laughs> but your mom looked at it and like, we don't have time for this nor the cast. And, but this is, you know, we can do something with this. And so, yeah. and it was awful. <laughs> and I had been so excited to do it and I had even... Um, I'd gotten a copy of Robin Hood, the the Prince of Thieves, and I'd set up a tape recorder and I recorded the music off of it because I wanted to play that yeah. at the start of it. That's one of my favorite things to this day. Yeah, <laughs> and we never even got to use it. That was so disappointing. Like this was going to be this great thing, and the whole church was going to be so excited by it, and it was terrible. That, that's our salute to Michael Kamen. <laughs> there you go. That's our salute to the great Michael Kamen. Great, late, late, great. Yeah, late, great, and. Uh, Thanks for recording with Metallica. That's right. That's a pretty cool thing for him to do. Even if the album isn't that great, it was pretty cool that he did it. Hey, uh, what what part do I play in the Christmas pageant, Ernie? It's the lead, Bert. (gasps) The lead? You're going to be the star of the whole play. Oh, me? What's the part, Ernie? We took a vote, and everybody voted for you, Bert. How about that? Yeah, how about that? Well, who do I play? Bert, we said, who could play this part better than anybody? Yeah? And who got every single vote? Yeah, who? Old buddy Bert, that's who. Me? We said, old Bert's the only one who can play this part. Oh, wow. What do I play, Ernie? A Santa Claus. No, no, an angel. The spirit of Christmas past, right? Who, 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 who? A tree. I knew it. You just stand here and hold your arms out, sort of tree-like. Hold out your arms there, Bert. I knew it. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Now, don't move, Bert. Keep your arms out and try to think like a tree. Ernie. Shh, Bert. Okay, Prairie? Oh, okay. Okay, Grover, open the curtain. Hold still now, Bert. Welcome, oh, welcome to our little play. We're so very glad that you joined us today. To celebrate Christmas, we must find a tree. So come to the forest with Harry and me. Here we are, Harry and Harry, marching through the forest, looking for... 
for a Christmas tree. March, march, look, look. Oh, see, we have found one so straight and so tall. We'll take it and set it right in our front hall. It's green and it's lovely. Why nothing it lacks. It's perfect, dear Harry. So get out your axe. Hold it. Stay away from me, Harry. Oh, don't worry, Bert. I don't have an axe anyway. I'll pull you out by the roots. <laughs> Harry, put me down. Shh. I gotta carry you home. It's part of the play. <laughs> Our friends see the tree now. They like it a lot. Ooh, look at that! It's so beautiful. <laughs> now that is what I call a Christmas tree. See how it comes to a nice point on top? Ernie, shh, Bert. Trees don't talk. All right, all right. <clears throat> Our friends see the tree now. They like it a lot. I take it and stuff it in a flower pot. Then back in some dirt. Harry, what are you doing? Gotta put a tree in dirt, Bert, or he'll die. But Harry, that's why I pulled you out by the roots, Bert, so I could transplant you. All right, all right, but hurry, my arms are getting tired. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then back in some dirt and pour on some water. Gotta water a tree, Bert. Yeah, but it's cold. There's mud in my saddle shoes. Shh. And pour on some water and transplant a Christmas tree just like I order. Clover.、Hmm? Oh, hi, Barry. It's your turn. <laughs> and these decorations we hang on the tree. Make it cute and adorable, not unlike me. <laughs> I throw on the tinsel; it glitters and glows and hangs from each branch. Not to mention Bert's nose. <laughs> cookie, now you, Cookie. No. Yes. <sighs> me hanging up candy canes. Me got a whole bunch. One for three. One for me, then me save one for lunch.、Ah! Then we add Christmas balls, all shiny and bright, and long strings of popcorn.、Uh, me ate them last night. Cookie, sorry. Ernie, my arms. Shh, Bert.、Oh. This is almost the end of the play. <clears throat> Next to last come the lights, wound around and around. From the tippy tip top, right on down to the ground, a hundred bright lights, colored bright green and red, and last comes the star, right on Bert's pointy head. How,、oh, Ernie? Our tree is all finished, and so is our play. Just one more detail. My arms feel like clay. Shh, Bert. Turn out all the lights. Be as still as can be. Now it's dark. Now it's quiet. Now turn on our tree.
one Christmas tree I ever saw. <laughs> Golly, um, one of the so things that I love with one of our first nativities we've done uh, with that with, when the church is combined, I recall that they had, uh, you know, different cast members from each group of of the Sunday school. So for the shepherds, they had the teenagers and stuff. Yeah. And for the wise men, that was still my favorite time I ever saw the wise men. We had three adult men come down. Yeah. And I remember one was uh, Bill Chisholm. Uh, and he's he's with the Lord now. But Bill Chisholm and uh, one was Lonnie Thatcher. Yep, he's still with us. And then one was George Coons, my grandfather. Yep, I and remember that. I, I love when they come walking down. My grandma had all these uh, all these doodads around the house that were kind of like lan- lanterns, and but they looked really nice and fancy. So they used those with the gold frankincense and myrrh. And uh, my grandpa wore this bathrobe that he wore just on special occasions. And it was real nice looking. It looks like something that a wise man would wear from back in the day. <laughs> so for years, that was what we'd use. Every time someone yeah. had to do a wise man, we'd use that. And I wish, I would love to say we still have it. And we did until a couple years ago. Someone threw it away and I, at church. Oh. And I was not happy because yeah. that's my grandfather. Yeah. But still, uh, those are fun days. And so I remember that. That's part of the fun of like the old Christmas pageants because it's, uh, there's a song I'm going to play if I haven't played it already. I don't know when I'm going to put these songs in, but, uh, that, uh, it quotes the line, uh, it looks like there was a sale on bathrobes at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know? That's, that's kind of what it looks like because everybody's, like, I was always nice that I actually had a costume that grandma had made, but it got passed down. I remember there was one year, it was adorable, and I don't remember who the baby was, but your grandma was like, I don't know, was a nursery helper or whatever, but she came down with a little jingle yes, bell and a little a, baby that with was a Santa a, hat, that, singing a little song. Yeah, he was the only one she would have, and that was, uh, I'll try to his name right now, his last last name was Roberts. Uh, I remember because I knew the family pretty well, but for some reason I can't remember the kid's name. But he was cute. She held him. Yeah, yeah it was an adorable thing. They came walking down the middle. But it was not a complete thing until... Uh, after, you know, of course, your dad would have been, you know, through the nativity telling the Christmas story, but then good old Riley Brown to get good up there, whip out that sombrero. Oh, yeah. And start singing. Oh, the hat I got for Christmas is too big. My mother, and then played that song for him, and he went nuts for it, you know. This, that, <laughs> that old song. Now, isn't that Mel Blank? Yes, yeah. Mel Blank did it. And uh, In fact, I will great. play it right now. The hat I got for Christmas is too big It's nice but my sombrero is too big Is it raining? Is it snowing? I can't see where I am going Cause the hat I got for Christmas is too big But ring the bells and beat the drum Ring the bells and beat the drum I'll ring the bells But if I see that Santa Claus, I'm going to start a fight. The hat I got for Christmas is too big. Oh, it's nice, but my sombrero is too big. 
If you wonder why I shiver, I fell three times in the river, cause the hair I got for Christmas is too big. But ring the bells and beat the drum. Ring the bells and beat the drum. I'll ring the bells, but I feel sick. Cause Mr. Santa Claus, you played on me a dirty trick. The hat I got for Christmas is too big. It's nice, but my sombrero is too big. If you think it's hot inside, I am, you should be in here where I am. The hat I got for Christmas is too big. The hat I got for Christmas is too big. It's nice, but my sombrero is too big. Can't tell one thing from another. I got married to my brother. The hat I got for Christmas is too big. But ring the bells and beat the drum. Ring the bells and beat the drum. I'll ring the bells and say ole. But Mr. Senor Santa Claus, you spoil my holiday. Por qué such a sombrero grande, Santa Claus? <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed that. Yeah, that was good. I hope I was listening to get my actual song cue in right there. <laughs> Otherwise, that's going to be completely pointless. Yeah. And I hope I found it on iTunes so you can purchase it off the website because it's awesome and you will love it and we'll listen to it every year. But now every year when I hear it, I hear different words. The waist I got at Christmas is too big. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed, though. It's Christmas. Yeah, yeah. There'll be no fat faces or skinny bodies at Christmas. So. But always, one of the things that was always so special when we were kids and when you would leave... Uh, they'd have little bags, like treat bags for all us kids. Still had do. oranges and mm-hmm. apples and candy canes and hard candies. And, you know, what's cool about that is I never really knew it back then. But I've heard, you know, as I've gotten older, when you talk to people who are, you know, like much older than us, that was Christmas. Mm-hmm. That was what you wanted in your stockings. You'd love to get those apples and oranges. That was what made Christmas special. And they didn't need all the frills that we were kind of, you know, we are a little spoiled maybe. Oh, well. With all, with all, <laughs> things we expect but back then they'd get some nuts and apples and oranges and it was the greatest thing and it really kind of reminded me how special those bags were I didn't get to see it today but I know that today I'm here in Claycomo, Missouri that the um there was the fire truck that went around today uh, that always had Santa on the back, and they would every year give you a little bag of treats, and there would always be oranges and apples and the nuts, different types of walnuts and awesome. all that stuff. And, and, you know, it's funny is I didn't always eat the walnuts and stuff because it was always hard on my teeth, but I got to say that uh, I got to say that it was just something that was so Christmassy to me Yeah. about the smell of all that together, and yeah. I just loved it until you accidentally poured it all out together in your toy box and you smell the rotten apple later. Oh. <laughs> which, which happened more than once. <laughs> you know, and I had never ever thought or, or seen anything like that until actually just this, this week. And I'm going to plug another podcast called Inside the Magic. Uh, InsideTheMagic.net. Uh, but anyways, the, uh, the guy who's the host of that had posted up stuff on Facebook, some video he took. I guess they do this regularly around Orlando, but they had uh, the full sirens going. 
like a police car and a fire truck, yep. and right behind the fire truck, it was towing Santa on his sled, waving, going right awesome. through the neighborhoods. That's awesome. And I was like, my goodness, that's great. <laughs> well, but I never heard her say in the old like day. In the old day, kids, you know, first of all, I don't know if they were doing this during the Depression. I'm assuming they were, but kids didn't have much, yep. and uh, sometimes that was all they were, poor kids were going to get was yep. that bag of candy and all, maybe something from the folks, but. That was pretty special. Yeah. And I, I think it still is. I still get a kick out of it. That's why I kind of think, and not to get on the back of my day situation, but I do think it's sad. That's that what this show is about. The kids, <laughs> you know, kids nowadays, uh, and hey, we, we were spoiled too. Yeah. But kids nowadays, I yeah, think, sometimes have so much stuff mm-hmm. that they don't appreciate the little things. And to me, the little things make the big stuff. Yeah. Worth living, at least. It was fun. And that's one of the things, you know, we've learned is with working with kids over at the, the church and whatnot is when it comes to, like, like overnights, you give them prices that are the simplest toys. They have a ball with it. Mm-hmm. They don't need a lot of the high-tech stuff when, it, when you get down to it, unless you're really just a spoiled jerk. But we're getting <laughs> we're getting off on a way other topic. But, yeah, I mean, simple toys mean so much. Uh, so, you know, just because there's more you can do with a toy that has more than one function, you know? Yeah. If it flies around the room, it can become a rocket. It can do all this other mm-hmm. kind of things in a kid's imagination. It's like whatever. So, every, every, I've always yeah, noticed tangent. this. <laughs> you end up buying a toy for a kid, and it's kind of funny. We laugh about it, but sometimes the kid will get more out of the box. I'm talking about the little kids. They get more <laughs> yeah. out of the box than they do the toy itself. Yeah, I guess you can make stuff out of that box sometimes. I remember buying my nephew, uh, my oldest nephew, Baron. I bought him a... Uh, the uh, big stuff toy, the Beast ones, really in that big, but it was the first one they brought out of him. And uh, but I remember, it came, yeah, it was a 1991, and uh, I remember it, the Beast came in this box that was made to look like a seat for the Beast. So <laughs> Baron picks up the Beast and sets it next to the box, sets down holding this old toy guitar, and sets in the box like a chair <laughs> and it was so cute <laughs> I hope Burns is going to listen to this show because that would be awesome because he's all grown up now and... you don't remember that at all I'm sure oh man <laughs> oh the fun let's see is there anything we're not oh you know there was uh, the, I think the last Christmas pageant we ever got to do together and everything you were teaching a class mm-hmm. and, and usually am now usually am yeah <laughs> Uh, and you had me come out as Linus. You had like yeah. all the kids were giving lines from different Christmas specials on trying to figure out the meaning of Christmas, and I came down as Linus and, and gave the lines. And unfortunately, the, uh, we didn't get to practice around. that one as much as I'd hoped we had. Yeah. But but it, I enjoyed it. And the fact that uh, I remember, you know, you all who are listening to this probably don't know, but every year I try to make two or three new songs. Uh, all I do is take songs that everybody knows and loves, like Jingle Bells, whatever, and change the lyrics yep. to represent Jesus or something of a biblical principle. And uh, so I remember that year we took Blue Christmas, and we sang, There Will Be No Christmas Without You, and the kids are singing yeah, to Jesus. Yeah. The kids are singing to Jesus. They said, There would be no Christmas without you. And then they went through the whole thing, and uh, at the end of it they say, You know, if you let him in, then Christmas can begin, and we'll have a true true christmas yeah. and that was a good one yeah <laughs> i remember that one that, that reminds speaking of songs that they were like tradition uh i remember every year your mom would even sing um and i don't know what you call the song but c is for the christ child that is called christmas uh and it's it has the letters uh-huh. it has it, all the letters of christmas a, and has a, a lot of people don't know this i learned it from jim reeves great old singer i've heard singer. that version I yeah think. yeah on the radio, it starts even. off with a. Uh, when I was just a youngster, Christmas meant one thing, that I'd be getting lots of toys that day. 
I learned a whole lot different when mother set me down and taught me to spell Christmas this way. And then goes into spelling it. C is for the Christ child. Born upon this day. H is for Herald Angels in the Night. R for, uh, let's see, R means our Redeemer. Uh, I means Israel. And S is for the star that shone so bright. T is for three wise men. They who travel travel far. far. Uh, M is for the manger where he lay. mm -hmm. A is for all All he stands for. S means shepherds came. And that's why there's a Christmas day. Then he goes you're back. getting more songs than you expected this yeah, time, right? Because sorry. you're getting us singing, which is probably horrible. I didn't realize until <laughs> looking at a video I was in not long ago, I sing continuously. I'm always singing. Don't even realize okay. it. I'll just pick up. I didn't know it, but I was watching it with my wife, watching a video, and I said, Do I really sing that much? She goes, I can't ever get you to stop. <laughs> which is why that when, back when uh, that Chicken Little movie came out, with the, little, the little pig guy, when he was always <laughs> yeah. singing, that's why he reminded you, us of you. It's like, not, not because he was a pig or anything. It's okay. But because he was always singing, and he was always pretty happy, and it's like, that's Phil, it's personality. I know I'm the John Candy type of guy. It's okay. <laughs> with more songs involved. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, oh, but that's part of the fun. Yeah. Um, <coughs> let's see, is there anything else I can think of of like, the Christmas pageants that we used to do? Um... Well, and I think the one. Of course, now I'm all grown up. They've all changed, and I'm, you know. But of course, we're talking childhood memories. But now, as, I'm, as a grown up, now I'm in the choir and I sing cantatas, and they're all these big, nice things. And, and I still do a lot of the same things. I have to. I'm the one now who has to come up with things for kids to do. Yeah. Problem is, when you don't have a whole lot of kids, you find yourself doing most of it. And so I don't know if people think I do that on purpose, but the fact of the matter is, is I've learned a lot of things. First of all, as kids have grown up, a lot of them that I've had at least are a lot less hammier. And they don't really want to do a lot. So they don't mind singing, but they don't want to learn lines. So mm-hmm. I've learned a lot of times to put all the pressure on myself. Yeah. And this year, provided we get to do it tomorrow, and if not, we'll do it in a week, what I'm going to do is sing songs with the kids, and I'm going to show a lot of the drawings I've done of Jesus in this style that I do. And uh, that way, through song and time, I will tell the story of Jesus. That way we'll have an activity, even though we don't have enough kids to do it. And they won't have to be embarrassed by learning lines. And... We'll all go out together in the same light. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing that's really impressed me. The church I'm going now, the, the children already did their show. And I actually oh, have the audio. I might share a little bit, but I don't know how well it picked up. But they did this baseball-themed uh, kind of play. Sounded it was cute. adorable. Uh, but it's, it's, it's always going to be a great tradition to see the children do some sort of Christmas program. Beautiful. Even if you don't have any kids, because I don't. But I love watching everybody else's kids. I enjoy them. They're wonderful. They're so much fun. And they put so much time and effort into it. And it's always going to be a grand tradition. I will enjoy it until my dying day and probably even thereafter. Amen. <laughs> so, And remind myself to put a disclaimer that, yes, there will be religious talk in this episode, but it's Christmas. We're going to talk Christmas. Yeah. And this is what Christmas means to us. You know, whatever Christmas means to you, feel free to email to podcast at neverlandpodcast.com and please do visit the website neverlandpodcast.com you can download any songs that i played during this show which i haven't even picked out every song i'm going to play i'm going to have to interrupt us to do them uh but i love playing some christmas music and if you if you like the christmas music same as i do 
I'll have it available so you can purchase them directly from iTunes. Uh, once again, I will say, find me on Twitter. It's just simply the Neverland Podcast. Or not, well, that's Facebook. Twitter, it's Neverland PCast. So go ahead and follow me. Friend me on Facebook. We have a grand old time. But basically, so far, mainly what I've tweeted and shared out is that a new show is available. And also, I'll let you know what I'm talking about on the, on the next show. And what I, what I like from, from that is for you to email in if you have a story that you'd like to share on whatever the subject matter is going to be. I want to hear from you because I do plan on sharing. Now, uh, if, if anybody has shared with me, I haven't looked at the email in a couple days, uh, I will be sharing right now your stories of maybe something fun you did when you were in a Christmas pageant uh, or some memories you might have. Uh, otherwise, hey, you haven't shared a memory, then then please do. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. And uh, I will probably close the show out. Actually, I'm, my my wife should have a good story for everybody. She was about to tell last week. If all of you that listened last week, my wife has all kinds of good, fun Christmas stories. <laughs> and I was thinking, okay, we'll just share like one because I'm planning to be here still next year, and maybe the year after, and the year after. And so I always have a good, fresh Christmas story. But she just wanted to tell everything, and she started to tell her Christmas pageant story. And I had to, I was in the room, so I was signaling her, and so if you listen last week, she actually said, oh, and my husband is reminding me to share it, save it for next week. So, uh, I hope I'm going to get her recorded uh, in some fashion, and have her share the story, which might be somewhere in the middle of the show. I don't know, you may have already heard it by the time you're hearing me say this right now. As you can tell, I am not that scripted. I think of what I want to say in my head, and then I just say it. So, I try to think ahead, but... I was remembering a Another Christmas pageant. Oh, good, good, good. And this was from 1996, I do believe. Um, but I remember that we put on a big play. We had a lot of people at the church at the time. And my aunt was directing it. And she decided to have two nativities in one. And one, the first one was uh, what kids misunderstand about the story and how people get words all mixed up and messed up and what, what's really going on. And then the second one was when it was all done right. The first, on the, I remember that she had me and told me, she said, Philip, how would you like to be a real big, tall angel? And I said, I think that kind of angel would scare the people to death. <laughs> <laughs> I am the angel of Christmas. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, she had me dress up in a big white robe. And, and folks, I'm a big feller. I mean, I really am. So that would be scary. But anyway, I was standing with all the kids around me. And I was the Herald Angel, and so Herald I came, the Angel. Herald the Angel. I had my name said Her, it had a Herald was a badge on me, and oh, I yeah, came I out. This. Yeah, and I had to sing, "Hark the Herald Angels Sing," and I had to do this real. <laughs> she, she said like a lounge lizard, you know. And I couldn't help but think of that type of a guy, that kind of a Robert Goulet meets John Lovitz type. <laughs> with a little bit of Frank Sinatra That's for some it. class. That's it, man. And, uh, with the, with this, the size and stature of John Candy and John Goodman combined. But anyway, <laughs> so I was out there singing that. And then uh, I remember my cousin, John, you guys came down as the wise men. And you guys were being yeah. kind of goofy. And she had made, because she was a great uh, at sewing and making things, she made him come out uh, riding an ostrich. I remember that. Yeah. Yes. It was so yeah. funny. And by the time it was all done, they did the the real nativity. Yeah. It was real nice and pretty, and yeah. there was a lot of singing. I remember there was candles lit everywhere. It was really pretty. It worked mm-hmm. out really well. Oh, and that's something else. You know, this this is a different sort of childhood memory, but that's something I've always loved is having a candlelight yep. service. Absolutely. When we go and we start, we turn out the lights, and your father would start with a lit candle and would pass it on, and we'd until we lit up the whole room, and then we'd all sing Silent Night together. Mm-hmm. Oh, get you my, at the heart. My right father there. had a real classy way of speaking. 
Yeah, I mean, he, he has. A, I'm sure you can tell with his that. Arkansas. That's it. That he, it's just his his history. History. Yeah. When you uh, the you, mystery of his history. <laughs> you can hear in my voice probably a little bit of accent. That's yeah. okay. But uh, he had a good accent. But it was the way he was talk, talk was so down home and comfortable. And uh, yeah, when he would talk about the Lord Jesus, you could feel the love. Yeah. And he would speak, and he he loved those services. That and the Thanksgiving night service, the night before Thanksgiving, we'd have prayer services, and those were his favorites. Those those were his favorite Wednesdays because he said that he could feel the love of the Lord in the room. And in fact, one time I talked to him, he started getting teary eyed, and I tell you, it just about makes me cry thinking of it. But he was such a good man, and uh, always talking about one who's even better than him, the Lord Jesus. Right. And so those uh, candlelight services were outstanding. As a man of God, I thought they were great. As the janitor of the church that I used to be, (laughs) I couldn't stand... Are you going to wax poetic about it? Well, what I would have to do... Well, I found a little secret. Now, it doesn't work extremely well. you put it under the arm? Yeah, that's what it was. No. Okay. If you take, uh, like, brown paper, and you, kind of like a a brown paper bag, Mm. and you take an iron... And you put the paper down, and you go over it. You can pick up a lot of wax. Ah, just make sure you take the apples and the oranges and the candy canes out of that brown paper. That's right. right. That's right. So you can have something to eat while you're working. <laughs> so we used to uh, do those and loved them. We're still doing some of that. We're still doing some of the handing out the candy and all. And uh, my dad taught me well. He said, "Wait till after Halloween, get them on sale." There you go. <laughs> and we did. Oh yeah. <laughs> and every year we, to this day. I go out and I do those very things, get stuff ready, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm glad the church I go to we do a candlelight service on Christmas Outstanding. Eve. Outstanding, love it, love it, love it, love it, and always having a good time at doing our Christmas uh, cantata thing. This I'm, once again, I'm getting away from a childhood memory, but just you know, this past week when we did our cantata, you're out, still a child, you know that. Yeah, I'm still a big kid. <laughs> but it's it is it is so much fun. But that's one of the things that's special about Christmas and. And maybe for a lot of people listening, you're not part of a church, and you know, maybe it's a Christmas tree was just something Santa Claus, and you know, that's a whole other ball of wax. But uh, it was just so special singing. And we didn't even do songs that were Christmas songs. We did this thing called Experiencing God. But when the church would recognize the song we were singing, and they would be singing along with us. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they sing with us all the time when you're up in the praise choir and you're just you know, with worship time. But during when you're doing your program and you got good. the music and everybody, and we all sing together, it's just so special. Uh, the, and especially when we had some stuff that brought tears to eyes and everything, it's just you know that's the way I can describe. And once again, warning, warning, religious content, warning, warning. But you you can feel God's presence in the room as as like this great love. Yeah. When, when you just have this love where you just kind of want to take everybody by the hand and just hug everybody there. Is that what that's I call the the goose bumpy feeling? The goose bumpy feeling of, of just but you just feel yeah. this love wrap spirit. you up and over them, and that's to me what God feels like when he, spirit, when he yeah. shows up. It's just. You just feel just, just this great love, and you also, just. I was uh, well. Speaking of Peter Pan type of stuff, I always feel like that's where I feel like my happy thought is where I can fly. I've been there many yeah. times, but I just feel like I'm not even standing on the same ground, you know? <laughs> yeah, up high. <laughs> so I encourage everybody. You know, if you hear this before Christmas Eve, uh, you know, find a local church if they're doing a Christmas Eve service, and just be a part of it. You'll make some new memories. Uh, I, I really think you'd enjoy it. Bring the whole family along. And finally, we're doing a good candlelight service where you just can sing together. It'll it'll make your Christmas really special. Unless you're completely, you know, an atheist, then you probably don't care. And if that's the case, you're probably already stopped listening to me by now. Anyway, but uh, but still come back next week, you know, because 
we we're, we're not gonna always be this 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 is not a religious program, but this is Christmas and this is part of what you know our special Christmas is. Mm-hmm. This is you know how our Christmas spirit is, and so this is how we celebrate. So I hope you've enjoyed, and I hope you can relate. Uh, but uh, yeah, come back next week and we'll talk about the uh, several weird things of the days of Christmas, including uh, let's see, two baby frogs from Elmo. Uh, uh, and a beer in a tree, uh, all kinds of different fun, weird, and wacky things. Uh, even the Polish uh, meals from Christmas, Polish food dishes. Uh, so it'll be all next week. It'll be a lot of wacky fun, and I figured it's good for the extended you know week because really, when it comes to New Year's, I don't know what to recall from New Year's. So once we hit January, um, we're gonna go into what's gonna be kind of more normal for the show. We're gonna just talk about. TV shows, and you will hear, hear Phil again because if there's anybody who's more 80s nostalgic than I am, it's him. <laughs> and it's mainly because we were kids in the 80s and everything was awesome. You yeah. know, even if we, you know, childhood wasn't always the greatest thing, but, you know, there were things we really enjoyed. And if you grew up at the same time as us, you'll relate. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, hopefully we all have, hopefully you enjoyed this show. Uh, once again, I've already given the email address twice, but please email me or get, find me on Facebook and stuff and let me know what you think of the show and something maybe you'd like to be able to discuss or have us discuss. Uh, if you're local, I might even have you come on the show if you're if you're not afraid to. I am hoping to one day do a show about this wonderful band called the Aquabats, but the guy who is the expert doesn't really want to come on. And so I'm trying to, you know, encourage him. Like, oh, come on. It'll be fun. He's microphone shy. Yeah, he's a little microphone shy. He loves to listen to podcasts, and he's probably listening right now. But uh, uh, one way or another, shaking I'm going to... Shaking his head no. Shaking his head <laughs> no. Uh, but because they, you guys will, if you are not watching the Aquabats TV show or, or listening to their music, I guarantee you will. If you're a big kid, you're going to love them. They are just fun and awesome. So that's coming. But we're going to talk about 80s TV with a lot of different themes. Talk about some old video games. So come January, we'll quit talking about Christmas. And I actually probably be a little depressed for a little while that we can't talk about Christmas no more. <laughs> but sooner or later, there will be another ho- holiday. I, if I had gotten going, going a little sooner, I would have loved to have actually had some Halloween shows. But that's for next you know, next year. we got a whole new year, and we're looking forward to it. And a lot of fun shows, a lot of cool stuff. And I might, you know end up having to go to a two-week format. I don't know if I'll keep thinking of things to do, but I've got a lot of ideas right now. So, sing it, Bing. <laughs> but as Phil is getting a phone call, so once again, this was my guest, Phil. Merry Christmas, everyone. And it's a Merry Christmas and uh, Happy Hanukkah, because I'm cool with Hanukkah. After you learn the story of Hanukkah, I like it. I think I want to celebrate it next year. I need a Jewish friend to teach me how. I don't have any Jewish friends. You I can look one. it up. They'll show you. On, yeah. Because yeah. after you hear the whole story of what that was, yeah, that's I know really that, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'd kind of like to celebrate alone because it's a really, it's a cool story, which, you know, maybe maybe by next year I'll, I'll, I'll read out the story for anybody who doesn't know. Because for a long time I didn't know until we actually talked about it actually in my church and everything. It's a good yeah. story. Um, but anyway, so this has been <laughs> the Neverland Podcast. And uh, stay tuned for either some more music or for a story from Heather. Uh, I don't know what's about to happen next. I might have to close the show a whole nother time. Because so, Bill might have another thought in his head. Did you think of any other stories before I hop off? I didn't. Not, not before. I got him back there, and I'll sure I'll think of him here in a little bit. Yeah, as done. soon as I turn off the mic, he's going to be like, Oh, remember that time? <laughs> and I'll be like, Oh, wait, let me get the recording. So, uh, please rate and review the show before I sign off here. It's very important. Uh, on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, you can go through it. And uh, I, I have learned on iTunes, you do have to kind of go into their store and search for the podcast, find it, and then you can actually write a review, give a star rating. 
Uh, Stitcher, they, Stitcher actually sent me an email address for to review my own show. Uh, so hopefully if you're listening on Stitcher, you're going to get an email from them and ask what you think. These reviews really do help out with the algorithms to help people find it Who for people who are actually looking for it or people who don't know they're looking for this. Uh, and, and, if, and tell your friends. Tell everybody. Get on social media. Let them know if you're enjoying the show. And if anybody... I actually had somebody ask, so what is the Neverland Podcast? And the best way I can explain it is it's the podcast where you don't have to grow up. We're going to talk about our childhood, relive our childhood. We are just not going to grow up. and We are going to forget all the stress of being That's an adult right. and have a good time being kids and laugh a little bit because there's some there's some funny music I will be playing for you here. In fact, next week, come back. 12 Days of Christmas. A lot of funny versions. So, I think I've already mentioned that a hundred times. So, not to sound like a broken record, but yes, come back next week. Because it's fun to listen to me ramble. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Unless you've already switched off and you're not listening to me anymore. <laughs> okay. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.